from Nuthouse Studios in beautiful Lexington, Kentucky, the Black Lot Moon Productions presents Bluegrass Homefront. Bluegrass Homefront Season 2, Episode 11, for the week of April 4th, 2021. My name is Tiny Brian. I am your host. With me, as always, is Victor. Hey, hey. How are you today, sir? I'm good. You know, you're talking about Lexington being beautiful. It is right now with all the pretty trees. Yeah, everything's And the dogwoods and, and all that stuff. Everything's coming alive. And yeah, you got to love that. Yep. I'm, I'm, I sit and look, you know, I, my house overlooks a park or where I live. I don't really have a house, but where I live overlooks a park. So I get to watch a bunch of trees a lot of the time out mm-hmm. my one window. So right. it's, uh, and it's, it's pretty nice right now. It definitely is. And you do only have one window. I have literally, I have one window and one door. So. Right. On opposite ends of the place where I live, so it's a, I live in a hobbit hole, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's, it's a hallway of rooms. It's a hallway of rooms. Not yeah. the first one of those I've lived in. No, no, no. I've, so, lived, I've lived in a few hallway of rooms myself, which I guess that's kind of what any kind of house is, you know. Sure, of. yeah. So we should just call it that. I bet some lang, but there's some language that if you literally translated their word for house, it's like hallway of rooms. Hallway of rooms, maybe. Room of hallways, probably though. <laughs> I'm just saying because we reverse our language is reversed a little bit in that that way. It's like go to. It is yes. Know. We 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 are a little bit inverted. Well, I don't know if it's, it's us own, or them though. Yeah, because I I you know we recall English, so sentence structure is noun, verb, adjective, or whatever. But yeah, object in Spanish is verb first, yes. and then noun, and it's different. Yeah. Yes, in Spanish, verbs noun; in English, nouns verb. Right. It's a whole different thing, but that's, so that's this the, has been language minute here on that's the Grass Home Front. Extent of our, you know, our foreign language skills. Yes, so that's everything we know about language, folks. <laughs> so uh, that'll that'll do. So later on today, we we do have a the first of our Geek Tucky conversations that we set up a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. when we talked to uh, Nick Alcorn. Nick mm-hmm. is writing is working on a Kickstarter for a comic book series called ain't no grave mm-hmm. and it covers the harlan uh coal wars back in the 70s yeah from the 70s mm-hmm. and and from another time as well there's flashbacks but you know right, we'll, we'll, right, we'll leave right. that for the interview absolutely and then we, later on in the show we do also have a little bit of fancy talk fancy talk yep the the legislative session is over uh andy Bash- governor andy Bashir has a few decisions to make mm-hmm and uh, we'll talk about that a little more. Plus, the Libertarians. Oh, yeah. Our old friends, our oldest friends. Sure. We they like. were in episode number one of, of season one, episode one. We right. met the Libertarians. And, and they were our, our buddies. I love the Libertarians. And, but they're back. And oh, yeah. uh, they're Libertarian in, in, a, in, in their own unique way. Sure. So we'll talk more about that in Fancy Talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get to any of that, however, Mr. Anderson. Yes. Music. Music. Here we go. No time to waste for the media, fucks with the minds of the chase. Human compassion erased, all for the fact. 
fashionable taste Imagine a world where children will learn to discern for themselves The interwoven pattern of hate It's time to get out of the haze, at least for the moment Families broken, exposed to the sting A catastrophic and evil, everyone's out to deceive you Living is scary as walking in a dark gothic cathedral Though your language might deceive you Open life to believe your masquerade part is sickening and sweet Secretly stated, vacillates between a bodily meat to visibly jaded Behind the smiling faces, you're paraded by statements Ch-ch-charts for instigated, cut and paste Show the neighbor to find you more cool Look at the people in office, that's the bird they hold Pulled by the collar of the dollar, been there when she stays a fool Doing saying and for money off of the price of your soul Don't be like them, these are people who would reincarnate as roads Futurists and they hide out of the flat with any light approaches Place the blame with a claim, change the language with a game Change the name of hate in the name of love with a shame and darkness Remember that I can remember when Trump took control Teaching everybody in the world to ignore the soul Reason a lot of people Let you are sure to be so darkness Forty-five, the 
let's make it through alive I really need to see the light Well, one more song and I just might Feel the beat, contemplate the cover art Let the energy flow to your feet Match the rhythm with your heart 33 and 113 with me The revolution starts tonight 45, let's make it through alive I really need to see the light song and I just might. It's just a song. It's not a gun. It's not a bomb. But words and music have a firepower of their own. Let the melody disarm the ones who mean us harm.
Back to Bluegrass Homefront. This is Victor with Tiny Brian. Yo. So in that first run of music, we heard Marcus Wilkerson with Darkness. Awesome. The JRE with 33 and a Third. Wow. And Frigid, Frigid Kitty with Hooks. So two out of three of those have actually been in this blanket fort with us. They have. Well, yep. we didn't oh. really have the full blanket fort. No. Nope. Either of them were nope. here. we got to bring them back and show them the blanket fort. Yeah, we will. And, and uh, we appreciate the, the music and uh they they kind of like feel like old friends now, mm-hmm. and that's the second time we played Frigid Kitty this season, isn't it? Correct. Yes. So and uh, one of our new bands this year, and I mm-hmm. really enjoy that. Yeah, so. she's she's pretty good. I like her little songs, and uh, she's got that high like kind of melodic voice, and mm-hmm. it's, it's very nice. Absolutely. So we're gonna go into our very first after we set it up a couple weeks ago and talk. Mm-hmm. We're we're actually going to go into our first Geek Tucky segment. All right. And, and uh, although, so this. And this is a, you know, we are about Kentucky music and stories here at Bluegrass Homefront. And this is literally a Kentucky story. Right. Uh, so we're talking to somebody who who spent time, as many of us might remember, who are from especially the Appalachian parts of Kentucky mm-hmm. will remember that cousins would come and spend the summer. Mm-hmm. I had a couple cousins who would come from away and would spend we, summers. We and, did too. And this gentleman, this is a Nick Alcorn. He's mm-hmm. a tattooer. Doesn't says that he he considers tattoo and you know well he'll get into it right and, um and he's, but, in, he's in Buffalo New York about yep, places uh, but originally from Cincinnati right his grandparents originally came to Harlan County from Harlan County mm-hmm. and his great grandmother was still there she and he when he was a kid he used to go spend his summers with his great grandma and meet all his cousins right 
And from that, he has, you know, gathered some of our stories and is going to tell this story called Ain't No Grave. It's a it's a six issue comic event, Mm -hmm. Uh, basically the kind of thing you might see in a a thin little paper uh, trade of a thing that you can buy, like in a comic book store. Right. And right now he's got the first issue laid out and it's fully funded on Kickstarter. He's got a Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go to Ain't No Grave Comic and see more about that. We'll also have a link for that in the show notes for this episode. Okay. Um, but uh, we'll so we just talked to him about that for a few minutes, and we'll we'll get we'll let the we'll let past selves give you all those details. All right, enjoy. All right, we're joined with uh, Nick Alcorn, tattoo tattooist. You don't call you. I noticed you didn't say tattoo artist. No, I, I usually just call myself a tattooer. That's, ah, it's... tattooer. It, it's a trade. I was going to say that's a very makes it sound just like a plumber or uh, or you know anybody any other skilled trade. Yeah, so, I don't call anybody my canvas either. I, <laughs> just, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it does have a little whiff of of something to it when my canvas. My canvas. Yeah, yeah. It's just just not for me. I consider it a trade. So you're a, a tattoo artist in Buffalo. I am. Yeah. I, my wife's from out here, and uh, I moved out here probably about four or five years ago now. Okay. Is it as cold up here as they say it is? It, it is. Yeah. Okay, There's I... only a few good months, so, so you, you get the best of them when you can. <laughs> but <laughs> if you like snow sports, it's great. So. I guess maybe you learn to love them if you stay up there long enough. Yeah, I'd say you, you learn to tolerate it, if anything. <laughs> All right. So uh, you're a little different from our normal our normal repertoire. We tend to speak to people from Kentucky or living in Kentucky, and you are neither yeah, from Kentucky nor living in Kentucky. I am not. I'm actually, uh, my grandparents moved to Cincinnati from Harlan, Kentucky, because where they grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have a lot of relatives out there, uh, all my aunts and uncles. Um, my great-grandma, she, she lived out there, so she just passed away a couple years ago. Um, but yeah, I used to spend lots of summers out there, and I got a lot of fond memories of Harlan, to tell you the truth. So, yeah, so that's Harlan a lot of what is- inspired the book. So it's a because it is it yeah so the reason we're bringing you on given that as I say you don't you're not from here you don't live here but yeah. you have wrote a story about here uh, it's called and I understand it's called Ain't No Grave and it's a comic it book is. that you're drawing correct yeah yeah so um, it's been a story that's been on my mind for a while I was always pretty fascinated with the the Union Coal Wars of Eastern Kentucky mm-hmm. um, I feel like it's it's a really important story that doesn't get talked about very often. Um, and I feel it's very relative today, if anything, you know, um, I think there's a lot to be learned from it. And when COVID hit, it really presented an an opportunity for me to go for it because between writing and drawing it and getting everything done myself and running a tattoo shop, it's, it's a lot. So I had, I was actually closed five months last year. Sure. I'm in New York and, uh, yeah, so I got as much done as I could. It's a six issue series. I've got, I'm working on issue three right now, but we, we totally hit funding as of a couple of days ago. It's only been up for a week. So yeah, I was going to say, really you, have a kick, you have a Kickstarter for, to, to fund yeah, this do. whole six issue run. And as you said, you've already, you fund, you, you, from the time we're talking here at the, fir- at the first of the week, you had only been up a couple of days, but you've already funded, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's already, uh, we're, we're past funding now, which is good, we're, which is a really good thing because I'd like to get all six issues printed. Um, so, the initial funding was just to get issue one out there to try and see if I could get any interest. But, uh, but it looks like we're going to do more than that sounds, now, which I'm sounds like you got really excited interest. about. So yeah. are there stretch yeah, goals? Yeah. Stretch goals. I would like to, I would like to make it an ongoing series. Um, people, a lot of people ask how that, that would happen. Um, 
a lot of it is just just continuing the story it's it's based in two timelines basically like it's the story pertains to one family and an era while the union wars were happening and when it's all all happened and kind of what what happened to the area after that you know mm -hmm. um so it's being told in two timelines but i would like to kind of explore that and keep going because things things haven't really chilled out too much out there <laughs> so no. no, they they just protested uh, about a year and a half ago over some mm -hmm. uh, railroad stuff, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Well, it was because the coal mine closed. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Hadn't and paid they, their, they didn't pay their last paychecks right. out. So they had yeah. some coal. They had the, the coal track, the trains there loaded, yep. and they just blocked the track so the yeah. trains couldn't leave. I was, right. I, was in, I was here in New York watching it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you, you mentioned you did this during COVID, and that you did, you're doing all the – you don't have any collaborators. You don't have any riders or anyone who's helping you kind of put this together? No, no, it's it's just been me. Um, I mean, a lot of it was, I was kind of, I had a, an outline for the story in my head, but um, I'm I'm really into comic books too. I, I collect comic books, and that's just what I'm into. Well, yeah, and, we we both are are comic book. I, all right. <laughs> we, we we read comic books. Uh, I I particularly read a lot of comic books when I was younger, but now I still really participate in comic book media. You know, the MCU yeah, yeah. and the and the Arrowverse and all that stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, it's really fun stuff, and uh, it, so you've probably you probably heard the term the Marvel method, where where you would kind of you you would outline your story, and then you would mm -hmm. just kind of start drawing the pages and laying them out. Mm -hmm. I kind of did that, and uh, man, the more I did it, the more the story grew, and the, the more things would change and get interesting. Sorry, um, it's fine. But yeah, it's it's I used that method quite a bit, and it came back afterwards, and I ended up really happy with it, and it's been going good so far. So I'm pretty excited. So what kind of, uh, I know you said your family's from Harlan County and stuff. What kind of research did you do to, to get your story? One of the biggest things that, that I liked to, to look at was a documentary, I believe it's called Harlan County, USA, uh, mm -hmm. 1976. It was actually, if you guys might have seen it, there was actually a really good follow-up on it, too, that was filmed, I think, in the, the 90s. Yeah, uh, where you talked to the families. Yeah, the App Appalachian people are always very, very aware when people come in and do media in our part of the world, you know. Where yeah, yeah. We but being born in, in 1985, you know, I, that was an era before I was there. And to be able to witness that and see the, you know, the film crews there and see, like, what was actually happening was really eye-opening. Because I'd always heard the stories, but that, that was a big thing for me as far as inspiring. So uh, when do you hope to have all six issues out? Um. Right now, at, at the pace I'm going, I would hope all six would be done by mid-2021. Um, that's that's kind of a stretch goal. It might be end, end up a little later than that because it's just me working on it. Um, are you just going to release like one issue at a time or are you going to drop all six at once? Well, well, the thing too is uh, I've just submitted to some publishers. So I'm trying okay. to find – because distribution is the big thing. Like I can get them printed, but I got to get them to the comic book shops and stuff like that. Right. So – Without a publisher, what I'm going to have to do for a time being is rely on some of my local shops and rely on just selling through my website, trying to get it out. Um, I'm not really, I mean, I'm pretty, I don't want to say I'm like totally secure in my financial situation, but you know, I, I own a shop and I get my, my income from tattooing. So my biggest concern is getting this printed and printing more and just getting it out, you know? Sure. Um, it's not really a business tactic on my end. I want to make good comic books. I don't want to tell a good story. Um, so, so that's the biggest thing is just, just trying to figure out how to get it distributed right now outside of just having it on my website. So, so have you given any thought to, uh, 
maybe while you're trying while you're still in the writing process of this maybe trying to come spend some additional time in Harlan and kind of try to try to do some on the ground because uh, as much as those documentaries are good and they help kind of show what's going on in the mountains mm-hmm. they're pretty famous for those of us who are actually from the mountains for not really telling the whole story and kind of sensationalizing yes. some things that aren't really sensational when you live there yes absolutely and um I I still keep in contact with a lot of my family out there. I, I would like to get out there again. Um, COVID obviously presented a, a little bit of a struggle right now. Sure, absolutely. Um, currently, right now at my shop, it's actually just just two of us, and one of my guys is a pharmacist, so he's actually uh, he, fairly he's busy. Just got cleared. To, he, he just got cleared to tattoo again. He had to get his like vaccinations. Mm. Um, so now I've got a little bit of help here, and I should be able to travel. But I was I was just so worried that if I were to catch it, I would just lose my business. You know. Oh no, we uh, completely understandable, yeah. and like yeah. I say, uh, we we appreciate anybody who's willing to try to tell the stories of Kentucky. We think there's a lot of we think there's an endless variety of stories here. So, absolutely, but yeah. you know, I always find it's better to try to get as much on the ground work as you can. Just to, I would. It's it's been it's not probably been a good your process six or, or seven years since I've been down to Harlan. To tell you the truth, I, I really want to get back out there, especially since the passing of my grandmother. Um, but yeah, I still keep in contact with my cousins through Facebook and stuff. They still update me on things, which is, which is nice. But it's it's not like being there. So. Sure. Have you showed any of this to them? What do they say about it? They actually they got a couple of uh. They, I sent them some copies before anybody else. I wanted them to take a look at it. And the only only person I've really heard from is my, my cousin Amanda. She she's very Facebooky, and the rest of them don't really mess with it too much. Mm. Um, but she was really excited about it. She was really happy with it, and she said she was proud. So I, I'm hoping I'm hoping I do y'all proud. So. Excellent. So one thing I am curious about, because as we said, I am a comic book fan. So when I pick up a comic book, I generally expect there to be some aliens or some magic or a helmet that turns me into somebody else. So (laughs) is there any of, and, and there's certainly a lot of that tradition in Kentucky. You know, we have... You know, we have our ideas of holler ghosts as we have, yeah, as yeah. we talk about on this show specifically. So, just wondering um, if you're if you're bringing be... any supernatural elements into this. You know, I've had a lot of people ask me that question, and no, <laughs> there's, there's none of that. <laughs> well, um, in a way, that's more powerful. It is, you know, just kind yeah. of a, a straight telling of what's going on in the mountains. Absolutely, I, I like to. Um, I think my favorite way of describing it to people is just think of The Walking Dead, but replace zombies with political corruption and you know murder at this point so dirty cops i've read a little bit of your yeah yeah there's a lot of that that's that's mainly what it was so absolutely so i've uh, had to explain to a lot of people out here what what a scab was (laughs) uh, they're reading it like yeah nope i'm well aware of what my my, uh i'm well aware of what a scab is so i guess we all are down here but uh so up in new york they don't no, I guess you guys don't. Well, you guys have unions. You guys have pop fitters unions, and I don't yeah, know large men in overalls who belong to unions. I, I assume from my one yeah. day I've ever been in New York. <laughs> I don't know. There's, I still argue over whether it's a soda or a pop out here, so I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call it? I, I call it a soda. Oh, do you? Oh, okay, they, we yeah. say pop down here. I, I know. I, I know. My family does too, but I, I've 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 switched. I think you know. Yeah, I, I kind of I saw in the middle. I'd say soda pop. Soda pop, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably yeah. my favorite. Is a soda pop? Is a sodi pop? Sodi pop. Yeah. All right. Sodi pop. I don't hear that one too much. So you, as I said, you have a Kickstarter, and I you're do. funded, but you've got some stretch goals, right? That we can we do. that yeah. we can work towards. Um, yeah, obviously the 
Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, go ahead. What kind of stretch goals do you have? What can my, if my audience wants to go support this, what kind of things can they help you unlock? Honestly, just by sharing it supports it. Like it, just getting the word out on it. It's been just me self-promoting too. Like, I mean, I think we met on Reddit and so it's been Absolutely, a, lot of, a lot yeah. of just that on the ground type stuff. So any, anybody that can share is definitely, that, that helps in a hundred percent. Oh, and you said the, you the Kickstarter it. was just for episode, well, just for episode, just for issue number one, right? So we're trying, so the yeah. stretch goals would just unlock two through six is, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Ideally I would like to do the first six as like a trade paperback. I think that would be awesome. Mm -hmm. um, but that's, that's, you know, if I got to make the, the six books and get them printed first, uh, <laughs> but that's that's obviously a stretch goal is to get it into a trade, which is a lot easier for people to read versus picking up single issues, especially on a small print run like this. So, well, um, we'd love to see you here for Comic Con this fall. Lexington will have a is planning a Comic Con in September, so we'd love to see you here for it. You're doing September out there? That's what I hear. Last mm -hmm. I heard, I haven't. Okay. We're trying our best to get the LexCon people to come talk to us, but they haven't yet. But as far as I know. Yeah. LexCon is on in September. We normally do it in March. We'd have done it last month, but they postponed it, and I hear it's in September. Awesome. That sounds awesome. I just talked to – I just came from the comic book shop earlier today, and mm -hmm. uh, the, the guy who runs that shop actually runs the Buffalo Comic Con, and he said they just got the green light for, for out here too. I've been, I've been waiting to get to the cons. So, so yeah, I think the of... cons are slowly going to come back. When you're here, we definitely want to meet you, Nick. Yeah, yeah. I picked the worst time to launch a comic book in history, I think. We picked it's... the worst time to launch a podcast. We we started yeah. this in the middle of COVID, too, so don't feel bad. Well, I'm glad you guys are being successful with it. It's, it was nice talking to you, Ed. All right. So let, give me a website where my audience can find you. We'll, we'll yeah, include you this can... in the show notes, but i like to have you say it. Yeah, you can find all of the uh, information at ain'tnogravecomic.com. There's all a link right. to the Kickstarter right off the homepage. All right. Well, uh... Nick Alcorn? Alcorn. Alcorn. Yeah. I can't read <laughs> yeah. my own handwriting. Nick That's Alcorn, right. tattooist and comic book artist, thank you for joining us here on Bluegrass Homefront. Hey, thanks for having me, and I hope to see you guys soon. Appreciate right. it, man. Have a good one. When this world gets you down, it just makes you want to frown. Turn it over. Baby, turn it over Now with your friends on the town Sometimes you need to put that smartphone down Turn it over Go and turn it over And turn it over Let me see that sunny side And turn it over Just sit back and join the ride we get one shot of life We never get another Come on, baby and Go and turn it over See an old penny on the ground Your head side laying upside down we'll Turn it over Go and turn it over Put on an old record and sing along you said we're all out of songs We'll turn it over Baby, turn it over Turn it over Let me see that sunny side Turn it over Just sit back and join the ride We only get one shot of life We never get another Come on, baby 
keep living your life this way Turn it over Go and turn it over Open that book to what the red letters say Put your hands together and pray And turn it over Go and turn it over Turn it over Let me see that sunny side Turn it over Just sit back and enjoy the ride We only get one shot at life We'll never get another Come on baby Go and turn it over Go and turn it over
I broke a stick halfway through the song. Homefront. This is Victor again with Tiny Brian. It is. So in that last set of music, we heard Dan Deal with Turn It Over, E Flat with Hooligan Anthem, and Mama Said String Band with Mountain Life. One thing about it, we do find a diverse group of voices to, to put on I, this I show. try to. I mean, you know, was, I don't want to, we're already got the, kind of the bluegrass thing. I don't want everybody to think that it's just bluegrass music, you know right. what I mean? So. Yeah, we, we do occasionally. I, I have, try to really get away from. I play the bluegrass, but, sure. but to really get away from it, you know, with with some jams, you know. We so. do get people who who send us 
you know, like, hey, we're a new bluegrass band based in Toronto, Canada. I'm like, well, we'd love to play you. Do you have any sort of connection to Kentucky? Right, right. Uh, have you ever, did you, have you come to the Daniel Boone National Forest? <laughs> have you trampled the, the Cumberland Parkway or whatever? Speaking of national forests, mm-hmm. so have you heard about this huge investment that's going on at Natural Bridge? No. Yeah, just, just outside of Lexington over in the mountains at mm-hmm. Natural Bridge, there has been a organizing group put together of investors and they have purchased a huge swath of land with the intention of building like a huge resort area. Really? Okay. Yeah, like a huge hotels and, and a, you know, that, like, huh? yeah, like the, you know, a la- my hope to have a lazy river somewhere that I could drive to easily has that, risen. That'll bring some life to the Junior Williams and rest up on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it'll turn, turn it into the city of Junior Williams, and I don't know exactly what it'll do. What is the name of the little town there? Is that, is that Campton? No, Slade. It is Slade. Yeah. Look at that. Slade. I'm on my mountain geography. Well, I got, we got a magnet on our refrigerator that says Slade, Kentucky, so I should know that. <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah, and the idea, like, there's been some talk that that level of investment will actually lead to a national park designation for the Red River Gorge, mm. which would bring in even more, like, it, would it, turn it into a gap. And with having Lexington right here. Oh, man, I used to know that, like, right off. You know there's only a handful of national parks. Right. All the parks. Like, there's many, many thousands state of parks, parks, but there's state parks. There's only, like, three, five? No, there's more now. No, man. I'm telling you, I, I learned that when I was at Yellowstone. Like Yellowstone's one of the few. Yeah, I would say I would say there's a handful. But it's I, a handful. I think, I think it's like five at most for all real. Right, well, if you know that, you can yeah. send us an email at <laughs> feedback at bluegrasshomefront.com. You can send us a link to some sort of Wikipedia article, which I'll be looking at after the show. But right now, I don't have time to do Wikipedia searching. Right now, mm-hmm. it's time for fancy talk. Fancy talk. Fancy Talk is named for our favorite political event in Kentucky that neither one of us have actually attended. No. If it will just come back this year, we are going because we will both be inoculated. I will be fully inoculated a couple days after this comes out and you not too long after. By the time we have episode 12, I'll be. Yeah. So we are look, we, we hope to go to Fancy Farm, which mm-hmm. is where Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, and whoever else all get together and eat barbecue because Kentuckians love to eat. Mm-hmm. And then everybody gives some political speeches. And if you agree, you cheer. And if you don't, you boo. And it's all right there together. And it's lovely. It's a very it's a Kentucky tradition that we hope to carry. And we try to carry on the spirit of Fancy Farm here on Bluegrass Homefront with Fancy Talk. Fancy Talk. All right. So the, the legislative session has ended. Mm-hmm. The Constitution says they can't meet anymore unless the, government, unless the governor calls them in for a special session. Right. Which this year is possible for a couple of reasons so first of all um there's some good there's some bad what do you want to know do you want the good or the bad let's go ahead and have the bad news all right well well i find the worst of what's going on what came out of all this this year Mm -hmm. for the republic and honestly i gotta before i dive into the bad i gotta speak that the republicans have they weren't as bad as i expected (laughs) With a supermajority, a veto-proof majority, right? You know the 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 voting bill. I I full I support. I think they did a good job on that voting bill. Mm-hmm. It's not as much as I may have wanted, but it was a fine start. It was a gave us that weekend before election day for early voting. You know, I'd like to point out though on on the whole voting thing, like in Kentucky, I feel, feel like the Democrats and Republicans in this state have worked together on that. I agree. I we, agree. We actually, I I was actually proud to be in Kentucky in our last election. 
Because mm-hmm. the way, well, it, yeah, way it was Cameron handled. Well, yeah, Daniel Cameron and Andy Bashir came together. and wasn't and, Daniel Cameron. It was the deal with the Baines. It was the it was the, the Attorney General. Or was it the Secretary it's of State? Secretary of State's one that handles Oh, that. yeah, and I don't know who that I don't know who I know his name, to. but he's the dude with the bangs. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, they did come together and make mm-hmm. an agreement. And it, Michael it Adams? Went, no, that's not him. But anyway. anyway. So uh, my, my point is I, I want to congratulate what I think was, uh, and, you know, as someone who is on more of the left of center, I feel like it was a fairly successful session mm-hmm. didn't cover the things i feel like were the obvious no-brainers that well, being yeah yeah le- le- recreational le- and sports gambling yes please. but if we can't do that at least they did a few other things okay right. so that said the at the last minute they passed a bill that is designed to shield public officials all kinds of private all kinds of personal information uh, i'm getting this from daniel dis disrocious Okay. Uh, he from the leader, okay. and uh, he said he talked about this was done in the middle of the night, and it will allow any police officer, prosecutor, uh, some court employees, and anyone related to them to shield a wide array of personal information from the public. Hmm. It was passed at 11 p.m. on Monday night, which was the set was the night before the last day of the thing. It all took about 15 minutes. It was tucked into a thing, and, and you know, there was any. Yeah. yeah, that's not good, really. The good news is that uh, apparently, well, because as we talked about during veto week a couple weeks ago, you uh, you can't, the, he can veto, Andy Bashir can, Governor Bashir can veto this bill, mm-hmm. and they can't override it. Okay. So we're, we're now it just remains to be seen if he will actually do that. So that's the bad news. Yeah. But they did do so you know the the American Rescue Plan that President Biden passed with the Democrats in the House and Senate recently sent a whole bunch of money to the states. Okay. So uh the states put a bunch of money into um Oh, I did get that right. Michael Adams that is the Secretary of State. Yay. Go oh, ahead. good. Go this ahead. has been Victor's been googling <laughs> while I was vamping. Yeah, go ahead. So yeah, so like I said, the American Rescue Plan they mm-hmm. put a cent, tons of money, hundreds of millions of dollars to the states. Okay. Uh, so the, originally they had said, you know, the governor can't just spend it on his own. Mm-hmm. But here on the last, so and everybody was worried that the, maybe the Republicans were going to be not spending any of this. But on the last day, they came through and spent quite a bit of this money. Okay. Um, what they spend it on? On a bunch of different things. First of all, all day kindergarten for everybody in the state. Okay, that's previously good. they uh, the state only funded half day. So if you got a full day, that was because your county did something or mm. your, the school specifically did something. Now everybody gets it without having to worry about it. Um, another thing that I'm really uh, enthusiastic about is the state broadband project. Ooh. Yeah, first of all, they have moved oversight from the broadband project from the Public Service Commission to something called the Kentucky Infrastructure Authority. Okay. I do hope that means they're going to get it back on track. Uh, they have allocated two, uh, $300 million for rural broadband in Kentucky. Good. $100 million of it will get spent this fiscal year. Really? Yes, oh, okay. and then so two hundred million that will go further. So that's we're going to see some, hopefully, see some rapid changes to that. Hmm. So what would that mean, though? Like, if we all of a sudden get statewide broadband, do can we all just have it? What are they going to charge us for it? Well, that that's you know they'll charge you. I I, I don't know how they'll decide to price it, but generally the the 
in a lot of places across the country, there are these. Uh, well, see, nobody, uh, nobody will believe what I believe. I think if you have like a statewide thing like that, and it's you know part of our whole thing, then everybody should pay like twenty bucks. No, I agree. Everybody, you know, yeah. every adult, just pay twenty bucks and go on for our lives. And that seemed like that would be enough money to maintain it. I mean, that's like twenty times like four and a half million people. So you know, or more. How much, how much money do you need? Yeah. yeah, once you've built it. Right, once you build it, yeah. Once sure. you're just maintaining, mm-hmm. but. And then there's, well, but there's always upgrades. But anyway, it's a complicated issue. But, yes, I do believe that a municipal, that's the word I was looking for, oh, okay, a municipal you know. broadband, mm-hmm. or, which I believe is actually a city. This would be, I don't know, a uh, a, a commonwealth thing, whatever it is. Yeah, sure. But I mean, I'm, I'm, they're not there to make a profit. So, yes, you're probably going to get, you're going to pay for a far less for it. That's what that experience has taught us. So. And really, I mean, as much as I want this for us living here in Lexington, I really want this for our friends in Letcher County and Pike and, County, oh yeah, and, for sure, and, and out places. there in the out there in the edges where mm-hmm. they're, you know, I see so many social media posts about how terrible the internet is in that part of the world. They complain about it all the time. I, well, I feel for them. But I noticed they're on the internet doing it. So yeah, they're on the internet. I, yeah. I never point this out because I feel like it would just make them mad. <laughs> but there was, you know, there's a whole lot of the, the other things you'd think of, roads and bridges. Um, there's nature preserves are getting a whole lot. The Kentucky Heritage Council and there's a African-American Heritage Council that are going to be getting some money. Um, so, you know, just a bunch of a bunch of priorities it left, I think it leaves somewhere between a half or t- to two-thirds of the money out there still. Oh, okay. Which is why we think Governor Bashir may at some point call a special session to bring everybody back to spend some more of that money. Mm. But they've got to probably, you know. What about roads and bridges? How are we doing on that? There, like, there's a bunch of money for roads That's, and bridges. but Well, you know, we got a lot of work to do on that stuff. Yeah. Brent, Brent Spence needs to be for, I, further repaired from y- what it is. Yeah, that, that, that will probably pay for some repairs for Brent Spence, especially because I'm sure Ohio will spend some money on it too really what they need to do is just build a new one well that's what well the the whole infrastructure thing that is the new thing and the new hotness in washington is what hopefully will replace brent spence with something else good because that that bridge is a little outdated and yeah but actually replacing it would be a massive well yeah i mean you're talking about interstate 75 that's one of the most traveled roads in this whole country you know Mm mm-hmm it wasn't for China, it'd be one of the most traveled roads in the world. No kidding. <clears throat> so yeah, that's that. That sounds like a job for another whole bill, kind of dedicated to that. So stuff. you said we we're going to talk about our, our friends, the Libertarians. Yes, or, that's our they? last. That's our last thing. Oh, so okay. they uh, they put them. They put they uh, they put themselves out a tweet. Yeah. Recently, and uh, this time it's Jeremy Chinsall. From the Herald Leader who gave mm-hmm. who brought the story to me, but you actually saw this on social media itself, didn't you? I did. Well, you know, I like the, the libertarians. I'm not a libertarian, but you know, yeah, I like the libertarians. And, and too, most of their I, most of their ideas and their purposes, I'm with. But in fact, when we heard last year that uh, their candidate was going to be in town, we, we, we jumped up in the middle of a pandemic and headed down to, to and recorded, and that's in yeah, episode one. Yeah, you can Joe, hear us list talking to those people. Joe Jorgensen, and she, mm-hmm. she's a you know, pretty cool person and all that, but sometimes they get out there a little bit. So they, what what they do this time? Well, they uh, the, apparently <laughs> the tweet is, and I'm going to quote here: "Are vaccine passports going to be yellow, shaped like a star, and sewn on my car and sewn on my clothes?" The party asks. So, right. and of course, what they're referencing there is in in uh, Nazi Germany during World War II, 
when you were a Jew in the few places where you were allowed to live generally while you were waiting to die in right, the they, Holocaust, mm -hmm. they would mark you out by making all your clothes have a little star, a little yellow star of David on it. Right. So. So, I mean, that's a little, little out there, guys. I mean, I, you know, I continue to point out that as far as this whole card thing, I don't really don't like, I mean, we're all already carrying around IDs. I mean, kind of get over yourself a little bit. Yeah. You know, but. It's just going to be a thing, and it's going to be the businesses and the corporations that are going to make it happen more so than the government. Well, and, you know, <clears throat> what's interesting, I'll, this will never happen here, but Ron DeSantis in Florida actually passed a thing banning businesses from requiring you to show a proof of vaccination to come to an event. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Like, has banned them. So that's basically what, yeah, the government won't make businesses mandate them, right. but they can keep businesses from mandating them. But okay. Right. We know we know Governor Bashir would never do something like that. No. Although, as we record this, our positivity rate has, which was below three percent for weeks or for days, any for a while, mm -hmm. has now popped up above three percent again. Oh so, boy. So you know, it's it's happening. It's now we're just you know the the urge to get out and spread versus getting everybody vaccinated. By the time you can hear this, if you are 16 and over in this Commonwealth, you are eligible to get some sort of vaccination. Um, you know, in consultation with your health care provider, you should have it as soon as you're able, which is now if you're over 16. Sure. Sign up. Yeah. I mean, nope. the good news is on that, you know, there, there's a pretty uh, long line of people. When you go down there, there's a bunch of people there, mm -hmm. you know, to go get the vaccine. So it's happening. And I, I think it'll. It'll get it. We'll get ahead of it. Well, yeah, my, my time at the Commonwealth Stadium or Kroger Field, I guess it is mm -hmm. now. It was interesting to it was a small little machine. That got you. Did you go to Commonwealth? Is that where you went? Yeah. yeah, it was the whole ordeal was what, 20, 30 minutes tops. And 15 and, of that, and, you're sitting in the covid lounge just waiting to yeah, see if you have a reaction and walking to where you're going. Because yeah, they lead you around like the con the concourse there. Yeah, it's it's I, I, it's it's like you're going to get on a roller coaster and you just never get on. Well, you I feel like I'm going to watch a game, you yeah. know, because you're there. And it's like, oh well, no, UK's not playing. Then they it. spit what am you I doing out here? by the big Kentucky sign. <laughs> right. So, so yeah, I mean, there was a lot of backlash to the libertarians talking about that. And, oh yeah, people gave them some hell over that one. Yeah, definitely, and and you know that's certainly first of all. That's the opposite. I mean, if it was to take COVID passports and transfer them on to Nazi Germany, it would be the Germans who would be carrying the passports right. to prove that they are, are good to go mm -hmm. rather than because, you know, it's not like the Jews got to take their, their little Death Star and then go walk around places. Right, and, the, and they weren't good to go. No, they, so. were, they were in every way not good right. to go. Yeah, so. That's so, and, and just, Lord, guys. Yeah, it's like easy on the on the crazy, the crazy talk. So, you know, that's, but we that's still. That's why we, I like the libertarians. I just I I can't join them. <laughs> well, no, but they always give us some more to talk about though. They they always yeah. You know, and and I got to give them credit. They uh, how many votes did they they pulled down like the whole thing where you got to get more votes and to be more relative next time? They keep doing it. Yeah. Keep dragging it. You know, it's just if one of them ever wins a. A, a real major office, and hopefully they're not too batshit crazy. One would hope. But, you know, a lot of our guys are in there now, and, you know, considering the age of some of the older ones that's been there for 40 or 50 years, they 
I don't know, retire. Seems like somebody would get like some Alzheimer's or something. I'm not wishing it on nobody, but you know what I'm saying? It's like you're 80 years old. Go home. Go be with your grandkids. Shit. Let the youngins get in here and run this shit. We can do a better job. Trust me. We do always seem to find our way off onto a political rant. One we way do. Or the other. Yeah. By speaking of that, stopped the drug war. <laughs> it goes on the drinking game. It does. So, all right. I think I think that's about time. I think we can. Uh, I think we're done. I think I'm ready to head back to the barn. How about you? Sure. So next week, episode twelve, that mm-hmm. will be our our season two finale. Oh no! Yeah, we will. Uh, but we will probably come back with a bonus episode because we did promise you the 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 documentary on the NBA to Louisville. Oh, okay. So yeah. we still got a couple interviews to do on that. And we'll edit all that together. We'll probably have some other bonus stuff in the meantime. Don't know exactly when we're going to be back for season three, but we will be back. We'll be back sometime soon, and maybe even with some other fun stuff in the meantime. Mm-hmm. So until then, if you have questions, comments, concerns, our social media is open, or you can reach us at feedback at bluegrasshomefront.com. Bluegrass Homefront is produced by me, Tiny Brian Woodard, with Victor Anderson. Our associate producer and editor is Malachi Woodard. Our special thanks are offered to Michael Trent and Catherine Leon Anderson. For more, for all of our episodes and more, you can you can find us on the web at bluegrasshomefront.com. Until next time, this is Tiny Brian reminding you, blinking light was on the news.